Hey, what's going on there, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is uh, April 20th, 2022. 420, motherfuckers. It's like marijuana day or something like that. I don't know what the origin of that is. What is the significance of 420? I don't know. Alexa, that. Otherwise, search that. What is the significance of the date 420? It's probably obvious. And I'm just not processing it right now. Anyway, if you have, uh, if you're a weed smoker, then go ahead and toke up, smoke a bowl, have yourself a little J or a joint or a spliff or whatever the hell you call it. I read an article, a news article just before that suggested that um, marijuana legalization or availability of medical marijuana was correlated with a decrease in consumption of prescription medications, which makes a lot of sense to me, you know, because it is therapeutic as a pain reliever, as an anti-spasmodic agent, so muscles relax, you relax, most people do anyway, some people have a different effect, but it seems to sedate a lot of people and just kind of make them a little carefree, it can treat anxiety. It can uh, reduce or increase hunger pangs. It can also help with sleep. Help with neuropathic pain. There's one more thing. Anyway, I'm sure there's a wide variety of applications for medical marijuana. I know a lot of people who do partake, and I think that comparatively it's fucking harmless. You know, nothing to the extreme, obviously, yes, yes, but it's friggin' the least of our concerns right now. I think maybe if everybody smoked a little weed, then the world might be a more peaceful, better, more reasonable, kind place. I don't know too many weed smokers who are doing stupid shit, people who are just partaking in some medical marijuana for a diagnosable condition or recreational for whatever the condition, for whatever effect that they perceive it has. I told you the other day, if somebody's had some pretty incredible low back pain, you know, joint pain generally, spinal pain, and it feels like he benefits greatly from it. It's the only thing that helps. This is from somebody who might take, choose other medications, right? That could, the side effects for which would be far, far worse. So, so happy 420 day. What else is in the news? So, I saw earlier, and this is terrible. I don't know why people report shit like this. But I'm going to say, because it's, it's a shock value. Baby born with two penises, doctors cut off the bigger one. 
I didn't read the entire article, no. Um, what is this shit all about? What is the what is the the suggestion here? What is the significance of this article? I mean, it's terrible if anybody's born with a birth defect or I told you a story about my waiter story about my uh, wedding day waiter with uh, two thumbs and I'm sure that he's had plenty of people have fun at his expense for having two thumbs one big one little baby one little baby one that's fully articulated and uh, might have been pressed into my hollandaise sauce on my ex benedict but baby porn born with two dicks and they cut the bigger one off. Most people are saying, well, why would they cut the bigger one off? You give that kid, you know, leave him well endowed. You know, what's the, so I don't know. If you run across that story, maybe let me know what the deal was with that. But this is sort of stuff that's sprinkled in the news that's supposed to keep our, you know, get our attention or cause us to click on it. wonder how many people just pressed on that just out of curiosity. Like, what? They cut the bigger one off? What's going on here? It's like saying, screaming, look at, even if it's real, read this, click on this. You're going to be, you know, outraged. You're going to be intrigued. Look at the freak with the two dicks. Let's leave him with the little one. We don't need a guy with to be a big dick out there. You know? We want to leave him at a different disadvantage. Leave him with a millimeter Peter. I don't know. Let me know how that article turns out. <clears throat> Another article I just came across that definitely does interest me. I save these sorts of articles. Not the two dicks ones. Um... The Kardashev scale, all right? Nikolai Kardashev, a Russian astronomer, however long ago, 65, I think I read, he um, theorized that the Kardashev scale is essentially a civilization's ability to extract the energy of, you know, of its surroundings. So if we're talking about planet Earth, um, how well do we extract the energy from our closest star, our sun, right? And it was suggested in this article that we are about 350 years away from our ability to do this, to advance technologically to the point where we are maximally... Harnessing the energy of our sun. And then beyond that, maybe we could harness the energy of our solar system. Who knows the sort of innovations that we will come up with in order to accomplish this. But I think it's extremely interesting. I I love alternative energy sources. I love to hear about new solar technologies. I would like to do my whole house in solar. Or at least, you know, part of my house, top of my garage and my shed, and tinker around with this technology. 
light a portion of my house just using the rays of the sun and, and eventually we're going to store, we're going to be able to store the sun's rays more effectively. Uh, we can do this, you know, you can get battery systems like for instance the Tesla Powerwall, Tesla, Elon Musk, they, uh, etc. They are um, creating these huge battery factories and they're using things like lithium ion technology right now that are going to allow us, or it, it, this is technology has been out since the 90s, I read. All right, lit, lithium ion battery. You can, most of the gizmos we have these days, including our cell phones, etc., they include lithium ion batteries. Your, your drill driver, right? Lithium ion. You can quickly power them up or charge them, and they, they're very powerful, capable of spelling a lot of energy. Hence, we can do a lot of work with them. If you remember before that, we were using probably lead-acid batteries or a weaker, comparatively weak battery. I remember um, back in the early aughts, I got this for, for Christmas. I got this Black & Decker battery-operated like kit. It had a drill. It had an electric screwdriver. It had um, a circular saw. It had a bunch of these tools, and they're supposed to run using these batteries, and the batteries sucked. They weren't powerful enough to do shit. Well, now you can get a circular saw or a drill driver, and you can run that fucking thing all day with a lithium-ion battery. I have weed whackers that I use. I use, you know, it's a small but manageable device. Pretty powerful, and I get a couple batteries for them. You got... I've seen more and more advertisements for mowers, electric mowers, and people love them. They swear by them. I think it's interesting that we're using electric instruments, you know, where it used to be internal combustion engines, noisy, messy, uh, polluting, you know, engines. Now, we, we still have them, and all my chainsaws, except one, is... Uh, and of course, my big Ram 5.7 liter is, in fact, uh, <clears throat> gas-powered, and it's got plenty of power. And you know, we have Americans have a love affair with oil and gas and things that are loud and powerful. So we'll never give it up, and maybe we can always have it in some capacity. But it, I think it makes sense to move to more efficient energy. Uh, methods, alright, so one of the things I've long been fascinated with is the reality that all of the energy that is created that we talk about the Kardashev scale or whatever the fuck I, wasn't, I was not, I was vaguely familiar with that <clears throat> up to now, up to the present time but um, the Kardashev scale, the energy that we can extract from our closest star, let's say if we would increase the efficiency of solar panels and increase battery efficiency in design using different sorts of electrolytes, like what's inside a battery, you might have done uh, this experiment when you were in grade school, middle school, something like that. I remember we made a battery and we took the, you know, these um, different components and we put them inside the battery. There was like uh, metal 
and then there was like uh, some fluid that we poured in there, and that's the electrolyte. And the electrolytes are what creates the potential energy. Then we have a positive, that's called the cathode, and we've got the anode, which is the negative charge. And you separate those charges and you create energy, basically. When you plug it into something, it releases the energy that you've stored. And so, many batteries, I believe, probably um, most of the batteries that you get, like your AA batteries and stuff, I'm not sure what they're made of. Uh, we can... I'll look on them if I get a chance, but they could be lead-acid batteries or some other lesser battery technology, but more and more they're going to be lithium-ion batteries. More powerful, okay? You can recharge them too. Um, so you can make a battery with various types of components, right? There's cobalt is involved, manganese is involved. Right now we've got lithium is really a hot commodity. The only problem is lithium mining is limited. There's a few countries and a few mines that do it really well, and there are um, there are unmined areas. And of course, mining means you got to dig down in the earth and you got to extract this, and it's it's can be pretty messy on the environment. <coughs> uh, I read that there is a an electric uh, car manufacturer called Rivion, which has beautiful looking vehicles. And they were saying that ten, in 10 years, our reliance upon um, batteries, lithium-ion, that we need to expand our ability to produce this many-fold if we're going to keep up. Which means, basically, lithium-ion batteries, we need to find a way to cut corners, keep the same power or more, and um, not wreck the environment and maybe, you know, come up with a different strategy. I, I, I mentioned in the past there's something called a sodium battery. Well, imagine if you could if you could harness the energy of something as common as sodium. Salt water, right? There's there's batteries that are made that we can produce out of sodium. There's bat batteries you can make out of uh, potassium. So, if you know anything about chemistry, or you can look at the periodic table and try to understand something, the, or, the um, elements are organized along the periodic table in a way that demonstrates their chemical properties. How light something is, how many electrons and protons they have, and number of neutrons, or what is their state, are they a metal, are they a, um, a noble gas, are they whatever, you know. The first chemical element is hydrogen, it's got one proton one electron, okay, no neutrons, and then it goes, I'm no chemist, but you guys, you go along the chemical, the periodic table, you'll find <clears throat> these various elements, all that exists, so that, as far as we can tell, on the, um, organically, you know, in their standard state on this earth, you can find them organized in a certain way based upon their chemical properties, their molecular weight, all this shit, or their atomic weight, mass, etc. So, lithium, I read, is the lightest element that there is. That's why a lithium-ion battery is also desirable, because it's light. And so, it better be, if you're going to make a car, 
right? Or you're going to make something like a cell phone. You don't want the cell phone to be five pounds, right? You don't want the car to be some crazy weight. You want it to be light and powerful. And so chemically, there are limitations as to, and we haven't maximized on all of our technology, but we it's very clear that if we're going to attain, um, if we're going to extract all the possible energy from our closest star, our sun, then we need to improve our methods of capturing the sun's light via solar panels or something like that. Um, the heat, the ultra, the, um, all the rays, the, um, <clears throat> ultraviolet light from the sun and the other types of um, energies that are emitted. We need to, once we've captured it, we need to store it somehow. We're not really breaking any records at this point. We're not doing as well in the storage thing. Once we were able to do that, we're going to be freaking in business, man. And we're only going to get better and better. Just the way that, unless we, you know, World War III breaks out and sidetracks much of our progress, which could happen, fucking very probable, right? Uh, we're going to solve some of these problems. It's going to be interesting to see people really going to work you know, as we, as our lithium deposits are less and less, it becomes more and more expensive, and more and more uh, gizmos are reliant upon lithium-ion batteries. We're going to have to build a better mousetrap. We're going to have to find other ways. Maybe we still use lithium for its lightness, but we incorporate other elements. And I, this article that I read suggests that you can do that. You can make the cathode out of a different type of metal, and you can make the anode out of another one. So there are ways to substitute things and and streamline battery technology, solar energy efficiency, um, a solar array. So I think that's pretty interesting. And I'll just say in a final note that when we talk about the Kardashev scale, you got to realize that ultimately everything that exists on this earth, any energy that we have on this earth, whether it's from, you know, oil or gas or natural gas or propane or any energy that's, that we can, that's produced... All life on Earth is occurring as a result, or the vast, the fucking ninety-something percent of the life that you see on Earth is made possible courtesy the sun, our proximity to our closest star. It's a fucking burning ball of gas that is emitting incredible energy, and we are just in the right proximity to it so that we can harness that energy. How incredible is that? If we were a little bit further away from the, the sun, we would freeze. If we were a little bit closer to the sun, we would fry. And maybe no life would be possible on Earth, or a different type of life. So just because we're kind of in the vicinity of the sun, we're benefiting from that. And we need to get as much... You know, if, if we could put solar panels on every house... And make windows out of fucking solar solar windows. I actually invested in a company. 
Dasher! A <laughs> man, Dasher, the husky. I love him. He probably wants to play. Um, I invested in a company. I got a few shares, or like freaking a couple dollars or whatever per share. It's solar, um, solar windows, solar window technology. How cool would that be if, if each and every window in your home and more importantly in the biggest building, skyscrapers, if they were made of a glass that would capture the sun's energy? They could then use that energy to light those buildings and even power bigger things. So that's pretty incredible. I don't think most people don't really realize, I don't think, or, or consider or think about or ponder the, the origin of all of our energy. It's the sun, you fucking idiots. Maybe with the exception of... Um, the hydrothermal vents that are deep, deep in uh, the depths of the ocean. Uh, that's as a result of, um, I don't know what the correct term would be, but it basically the heat that's in the, that's, um, you find in the core of the, of our earth, the magma, the lava that's within that let like, uh, the same lava that's expelled through volcanoes at the depths of our, our oceans you'll find these geothermal vents, I think that's what they're called, and there are some organisms that live specifically around those vents that thrive at an incredible, um, unfathomable, pun intended, um, depth and pressure and freezing cold areas, areas that should be freezing cold. There's an energy that's seeping through these vents, right? from the core of our earth where the pressure is creating a liquid rock magma and so that's a different type of energy right that's all I know about that but I've read about that so um, sorry I had to pick my nose there um, so I just think that this is interesting, and I want to learn more about it. If you're interested at all in photo uh, photovoltaics, you can go on Coursera, and you can actually take a course, free course. I think it was by like some University of Amsterdam or something like that, or Sweden, some Nordic country, and they, you know, freaking high-end professors and stuff. You can watch their videos that teach you about solar energy, how we capture it, how we store it, and the latest um, developments in this. But I think it's freaking fascinating. And it's fairly cheap. It's going to get cheaper. Imagine if your home, if your home, if, if, you were, if you were shingles on your roof. First of all, why are they all fucking black? Shingles are most commonly black or a dark color. You know, it's like standing uh, standing on concrete versus standing on asphalt. The color of it is what causes the sun um, to be absorbed. So the dark, the black color makes that freaking blacktop extremely hot. Burn your fucking feet. 
you stand on the concrete, it's not as hot. Might be something about the composition of the of the rock that you're that you're standing on as well. But in generally, you know what I'm talking about, right? So why um, why are our roofs black in dark colors when that's just going to cause our homes in the in the heat of the summer to be really really hot? You know, we want to reflect that, not absorb that the sun's energy. Um, in that in the case, the current case where mostly we have asphalt shingles, right? Imagine if they were white. Imagine if they were solar panels. Now, there's solar shingles that exist right now, um, and they're going to be more and more common, and they might you might lay them down just like asphalt shingles, and they might be able to capture, rather than just being a physical barrier against the elements, much like your skin cells, stratified squamous epithelium, these shingles will actually be able to harness the energy of the sun, our primary energy source. And then you could power the rest of your home. All of that energy would then trickle into um, into a battery system in your home. And you can use that whenever you damn please, damn well please, right? How awesome would that be? I think it's really fucking awesome. So you should start pondering these things. Don't watch the, don't read the articles about the babies with two dicks and they cut off the big one. Read things about the Kardashev scale, okay? Don't read, you know, terrible news about latest atrocities in Ukraine, you know? Look up something about new battery technology. You don't have to be a freaking genius or intellectual, um, to fucking process this stuff. You just have to be interested and wonder about your world and want to learn more. Okay? <laughs>